your beliefs are what's creating your reality. A lot of times people think that reality is they're creating their beliefs. And this is the traditional way of looking is, well, something happens and therefore I formed the belief about it. And of course, if you believe that, then that's what's going to be your reality as well. But what actually you're looking at is a reflection of what your beliefs have been thus far. Welcome to the Better Than Rich Show with your hosts, Andrew Biggs and Mike Abramowitz. The Better Than Rich Show helps ambitious leaders who are on a mission to leave the world better than they found it, change their perspective on what's important, increase their income and impact, and systemize their life and business. If you've ever struggled with finding your purpose, have felt disconnected or distracted, or found yourself going through the motions, this show will remind you that what you do matters and will re-inspire you to chase your highest dreams. It's time for you to become better than rich. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Better Than Rich Show. I'm your host, Andrew Biggs, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Abramowitz, who I will assume this week is already doing fantastic and awesome. But uh, Mike, what's going on, man? You excited about today? I am. I am Good. Very excited about today, <laughs> and I, I am feeling fantastic and awesome. I, I figured as much. I made that assumption for you. So um, before the before the show, we were talking a little bit about our VA program and uh, some of the cool things we have going on. I figured we could even just bring that conversation here onto the show. Um, but yeah, man, like, well, tell us about the VA program. How's it going? And you know what, what's got you fired up about it? Well, it's cool because I, I we just onboarded a new client and she mm-hmm. listened to the episode and she she reached out to me. I, I've known her for a little bit and she texted me. She said, "Okay." I'm sold. All right. She's like, I'm sold. I, I've been shopping around. I've been thinking about it a little bit. Let's hop on a call. So I hopped on a call with her and it was it was a no-brainer. And what's really hmm. fun is she just finished her first like five days maybe uh, with her VA. And she's like, I've already made my entire investment back in my first five days. Hmm. And uh, she's uh, she's freeing up her hours. She's, using, she's leveraging the VA to free her up to do revenue driving activities to help her make more money uh, and also produce more more clients and more time. So it's really cool to get those types of reviews because I know what it's done for me. And, and I, I love when somebody else who's kind of skeptic or unsure, or uncertain, uh, they decide to, to make the commitment and then get an immediate return within their mm. first few days. So it's been really cool to see that. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, yeah, I saw that message in our in our Discord. We have a private Discord for our clients uh, in on the VA side. And it was just like, everyone was super fired up for her, uh, you know, paying for investment in five days. Um, you know, it's kind of a no brainer. And that's kind of what's cool about, you know, actually having business solutions, right? Where, you know, it's really just what's my ROI on this investment. And obviously for her, it's probably going to be three, five, six, 10 X, right? Uh, if she puts, you know, 800, 1000, 2000 bucks into it or whatever, she's going to make, you know, 8,000, 10,000, 20,000 out of it. So uh, just understand that uh, that's that's such an important thing to remember. And if you haven't gone back and listened to episode 24, make sure you do. Uh, it's also live on YouTube as well, how to use a virtual assistant. You can check us out there. Uh, but 
Uh, or uh, one more thing I will share on that is go to www.betterthanrich.com backslash VAS, VAs, to learn more. Uh, there's some really cool stuff there. You can sign up to have a call with us uh, or just simply uh, sign up for our services. So uh, today's topic is is really going to be uh, about something that's really near, near and dear to my heart and something that I've been really reinvigorated about lately. And it's the topic of, of manifestation and bringing things into our lives that we really want, that we really desire. And so I just wanted to have this opportunity, this space to explore all our thoughts and concepts about it and uh, to ask all the relevant questions and see if we can come to something that's useful for, for you, the listener here today. Uh, Mike, when you think about the power of manifestation, what, what comes up for you uh, as a starting point to help people the, actually create... Paper. Kinda, kinda, yeah. You know, little Rhonda Byrne. If you haven't watched The Secret, it's like classic. Um, you know, but it's like, yeah. Like, what is it like to actually create something that you want? And because every single person listening to this, you want something, right? You want something. And by the way, you don't just want something. You want to feel a certain way. the The reason you want what you want is because you want how it's going to make you feel. And so it's how do you actually create either getting that thing or the feelings associated with getting that thing that you believe you'll have. And ultimately, that's what we're going after. We're going after better feelings. If you want a boyfriend or girlfriend, you want that because of how you think it's going to make you feel. If you want a new car, you want that because of how it's going to make you feel. You want to hit a business goal, you want that because you of how it's going to make you feel. And so, yeah, people want these things and that's okay to want things. And also, how do you actually get what you want? Because sometimes you don't get what you want, and why would you not get what you want? So that's what I'm excited about, you know, kind of exploring. And yeah, yeah what's, why, what's your why take? Why do you think that? Why is it top of mind for you? I'm curious. What, why do you think this is uh, showing up for you right now, and and you're like drawn to this topic? Because I, I think it's a great topic. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to jam on. It. I have a couple thoughts on it. Yeah, well, I've just you know, interested. yeah, totally. I've just been like reminded, you know, of just the power of my mind to be able to create, you know, my own reality, and just this reinvigoration of possibility, right? And feeling like in some ways, uh, you know, creating from a place where I wasn't at the highest energetic states, and then you look around and you wonder why you're not getting what you want. Well, you're not resonating at the frequency that you need to resonate in order to attract those things into your life. And so it's just a great, a great reminder. And, um, you know, I was I was looking into a lot of these things, and uh, I started rereading "Thinking Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill. If you haven't uh, read that, you're listening. I mean, it's kind of like required, recommended reading for you know being a part of a, a personal growth and part of the Better Than Rich community. Uh, it's like foundational training, and it's just basically all about how to use the power of your mind to create what you want. So, you know, let's start with you know uh, I'll, I'll share the concept of beliefs, right? And so your beliefs are what's creating your reality. A lot of times people think that reality is they're creating their beliefs. And this is the traditional way of looking is, well, something happens and therefore I form the belief about it. And of course, if you believe that, then that's what's going to be your reality as well. But what actually you're looking at is a reflection of what your beliefs have been thus far. And so what you need to learn is how do you actually change your beliefs about something? If you change your beliefs about something and you're persistent in feeling the feelings about that every single day and you're bringing that energy every single day into how you're acting, you're going to shift how things move around you because you're going to start um, 
even if it's even if you're not attracting it into your life, you're going to start noticing things differently because you believe a certain thing. You're going to start looking for evidence of that. And, you know, in scientific terms, there's something called the reticular activating system where what you're actually doing is you're you are making something more salient or making something more important to you. So a great example is we named our son Elijah and all of a sudden we started meeting all these kids who were also named Elijah. And it's like, holy crap, is this just like a super popular name all of a sudden? Or is it just that I'm noticing that there's more people named Elijah because that name's really important to me, right? If you buy a new car, it's another classic example that Tony Robbins gives. You buy, uh, you know, um, a Toyota Camry and then all of a sudden you're driving down the road and you see Toyota Camrys everywhere. The reason is because that car is important to you because you own it. And so what that's doing is it's activating this reticular activating system. So you are like some, some uh, stimuli are more uh, important to you, more salient to you, and then you're noticing them. Well, how, how do you think that happens when we're thinking about creating something really exciting? If we're thinking about all the ways that things aren't going to work, then we're going to find all the reasons why things aren't going to work. If we're looking for all the things that are, are, are you know, we firmly believe that something is going to work, we're going to find the things that are going to support that story instead. So, yeah, man, I'm fired up, you know. Uh, I think you can see that, but uh, what's what's coming up for you? Yeah, it's great. I, I, I love that you brought up the RAS because the yeah. RAS, a lot of people talk about it, but oftentimes when they, when they jam on it, it's like, yeah, that sounds good. It seems like it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. But uh, I love what the way you put it. It's like you're, you're drawing your attention to something. And when you're mm -hmm. drawing your attention to something, it's like, okay, if it has my attention, then I probably could explore it. And oftentimes when we're exploring things, we poke around, we're, we're taking action towards it. Well, what do you want to take action towards the things you want or the things you don't want? <laughs> and I, a classic example of what we've done at our events and you showed mm -hmm. me is you put the two hands out one to the left and one to the right. And it's like, if you put all the things that you want in your left hand and you're looking at your right hand, you know, or vice versa, it's like, you can't see the things you want if you're constantly looking at the things that you don't want. And if you're constantly looking at the things you want, you can't really focus on the things that you don't want. Uh, because that's just how it works is what we focus on is what we bring about. Uh, so I, I really like that. I, I, mm. And I also think that what you said about the feelings that you're, you're creating. So um, ultimately if we can predetermine our results, that's, that's essentially what we want to, what we're, what we're talking about here is, is results predetermined. So if you look at like a, you know, there's like this little chart where it's like, most of us are chasing outcomes. So it's like our outcomes. We want these results. Let's get these results. I want this possession. I want to win that trophy. I want to get that paycheck. I want to land that client. I want to get that deal, whatever that is, that's your outcome. So it's like, let me get that result. And once I get that result, then that triggers a certain, uh, a certain belief. It's going to trigger a certain belief. Like I'm worthy of this result. And I get the result. I believe I'm worthy of the result. When I believe I'm worthy of the result, then I feel self-confidence and I feel self-confidence. I feel adequacy. I feel worthiness. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. I feel this way, then I take actions that are aligned with those feelings. So if I feel confident, if I feel worthy, then I'm going to take risks. I'm going to try new things. 
Mm. Uh, I, I'm going to explore a little bit more. I'm going to empathize and, and tap into more deep curiosity. And what does that do? When I do that, when I take those actions, it's going to get me more results and it's going to get me more outcomes. The challenge is the outcomes aren't always there. So when we're trying to chase outcomes in the outside world, we're trying to get possessions in the outside world that and those outcomes aren't there. What does that do? It triggers these beliefs. So if we don't mm-hmm, get the outcome, mm-hmm. we trigger the belief of I'm not worthy. I'm, mm-hmm. My belief is I'm actually not capable of getting those outcomes. So I'm actually not worth of it. And then I feel inadequate. I feel angst, depressed, worried, defeated, burnt out, overwhelmed. And what mm-hmm. type of action do I take? I isolate. I separate myself. Mm. And then what type of results do I get? Probably <laughs> not many results. More, because more of the it's same. More of the same. So yeah. the goal of what I hear you say is how do we predetermine the results in our mind so that way we are influencing those beliefs that trigger those feelings and we put us ourselves into action and regardless of the results in the outside world we're predetermined the results in our inside world mm. and continue to manifest that cycle absolutely i mean i think you're hitting the nail on the head and and what what you said there is the moment right there's a moment of decision there when you don't get the results right or you you know a piece of evidence comes in that would make that would dissuade you from continuing this belief and it's like well um uh, you know i didn't get the exact result i wanted i didn't have as many people you know on my team as i wanted i didn't have um you know the the, the sales result i wanted i'm not where i want to be so that's the moment where we have to decide do i give up on my belief and create a new one or do I keep uh, firm to the belief that I have? And that is that where that absolute certainty that I am going to create this result, regardless of what the circumstances are showing up currently, is so important. So, you know, a reinterpretation of that, you know, one might be like, well, this is a lesson, right? So if a result comes back that's not entirely what you'd like, well, then it's a lesson, right? It's an opportunity to learn. And you can actually feel grateful for that result because now you're learning something that's getting you closer to where you are going, right? Or it could be like a, a redirection, right? Oh, I, it's actually really great that I didn't get that result because it's actually, you know, setting myself up for something so, something else, right? The old cliche is like when God closes a window, he opens a door or something. If God closes a door, he opens a window. It's like the whole concept is, you know, every single time that's a no to something is just a yes to something else. And so, again, if you can feel grateful for that redirection in the moment, that's really good. So uh, there's different ways of interpreting this. Uh, maybe it's even feedback that, oh man, maybe I actually wasn't as convinced as I was as I'm supposed to be. Let me actually go back and create even more strong desire for what I really want and have even more connection to my vision. So uh, this is this is some really important things that come up for me. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about for from your perspective that I really admire about you, Mike, is just how you keep your goals top of mind. Right? First off, you have really clear goals but then you also keep them top of mind. So I'd love to hear from your perspective, how do you gain that clarity? And then also how do you keep it top of mind? Because I think so often people struggle with either one or the other or both of those things. And they end up you know, kind of getting whatever they get because they're not super clear on what it is that they even want. Sure, I'd love to jam on that. Before I do, I want to make sure yeah. I double click on the on the Chinese proverb that okay. I I really want to make sure that it triggered it. for me. Uh, the Chinese proverb, proverb where he talks about that a farmer had a son and he had these hmm. horses or had one horse, and the horse ran away, and all the neighbors came over to the Chinese uh, the farmer and said, "Oh my God, I heard your horse ran away. I'm so sorry to hear that." He says, 
I don't know. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not good. The horse comes back with five other horses. So now the, the neighbors come to the farmer and say, oh my gosh, you must be so excited. You got, now you have more horses. That's so exciting. He says, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not good. And one of the new horses that came back with the horse, his son was riding it and it was a little aggressive horse and knocked him off and the son broke his leg. And then the, the neighbors come over and say, oh my gosh, you must be so upset that your son broke his leg. He said, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not good. Well, because the son broke his leg, the, the, the village had to go to war and the draft, the, 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 the government came in the draft and they said, oh, your son has a broken leg. So I guess we can't draft him. So he was able to not get drafted. And the neighbor said, you must be so excited. Your son didn't have to get drafted because of, his, because of his broken leg. He said, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not good. And then, you know, so it's just this idea yeah, that yeah, totally. whatever, is, whatever is happening, I, we let's be unattached because mm. who knows exactly what it, whether it's good or bad. Let's relieve ourselves from that. And just, I love the question you asked me years ago, which is, what is this here to teach me? You know, it, it, the more we can ask ourselves that question is like, what is this here to teach me? What is what is what is the lesson that I could draw out of this? What feedback uh, is this giving me? And that's that's the the most intelligent way. It's not pop, like my, my, my wife was joking with me yesterday. Lindsay said, you're just so positive. Mm. And I was like, you're the positive one. And I'm like, yes. And I just think I'm intelligent. It's not necessarily it's and the most intel. And that's what I say to myself. At least I tell myself that it's, I, I like to think it's like the most intelligent thing to do right now is to be positive. That's mm. more so what I'm saying to myself. I'm not saying be positive. I'm saying the most intelligent thing for me to do right now is to find the gift, is to draw the lessons, is to be positive. And that's what triggers the positivity, but it's more triggered by the question that I'm asking myself. Right, right. And so you're asking yourself the right questions. I think that's another thing we can come back to. But what I'm hearing you say is there's a thought process that goes into it this isn't like, hey, let's just be happy all the time. Let's pretend like there's no pain and suffering in our lives and in the lives of others. But it is saying, well, what do we what do we actually want to create? What are we going to do differently? And what's gotten you this result probably is just going to get you more of this result if you don't change it. And so what if we tried having a positive attitude? I think that's ultimately where I would love to leave you today, uh, the listener saying, you know what, Let, what if I just tried what Andrew and Mike are talking about for a couple of weeks and see if I can bring about a positive attitude, see if I can really, you know, cultivate these feelings of this emotion, this clarity, this gratitude, everything that I want to cultivate to create from a positive place. Um, so that's, that's definitely up there in terms of, you know, what I'd love for you to take away from this episode. Uh, Mike, do you want to circle back and, and talk a little bit about clarity? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you were really yeah, good at that. I so I'd love to hear your thoughts. Quick. I mean, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the big thing is, is giving myself the space, number one, to figure out what I do want. And I, I do create that. Um, there's, there's workshops I've attended and there's workshops I, I've conducted on how to get clear of what I want. That clarity is, is step number one. You must have clarity. So for me, I, I get clear. I get clear on what I want based upon my reflections from the past and my vision for the future. So I look back into the past and say, okay, these are the things I, I want to get better at, or I want to improve on, or I want to continue to work towards. And then I look at the vision of the future and I say, these are some of the things that I want to have in the future. I want to be a little bit more of or become, and I'll see there's like a gap there. It's like, this is the past. This is the future. There's a gap. Cool. Let me get clear of, of, what I what are what are most meaningful to me that I can make priorities. And I think that's a key word there, which is priorities. Some people say goals. 
it's that sounds good. Dreams are even really beautiful too, but I like to consider them priorities for me. So if it's a priority, then I'm going to make sure that it's getting done. It's like, I want to create resolve with myself. That's like, consider it done. I'm, I'm, I'm taking aggressive action every single day towards this to, because I've resolved that it's already done. I just need to go create it. So getting clarity, number one, and then number two, after I get that clarity is making sure I have a deep purpose behind the clarity. Why do I want these things? So after I list out all the, you know, for, for this year specifically, I listed out my 10 things that I want. And then I wrote down in detail why each one of those 10 things are important to me, why they matter, why they're significant. So then I have my purpose. After I have my purpose, I align, I align my identity. Who do I need to be in order to be worthy of these, these outcomes? So this is where identity-based habits come into play the identity-based habit, who I need to be and what do I need to do in order to be worthy of these things. So uh, for me, I, I adopted the identity of a healthy CEO dad, I, a healthy CEO dad. So my identity, and then I align number four, which are my actions that align with my identity. So healthy actions, CEO, actions, dad, family man, family man with a business versus a businessman with a family, making my decisions that are aligned with that identity and making sure my actions follow suit with that. And that's action. And then number five is planning. So my planning, this is where the priorities come into play. My morning routines and my morning rituals, my evening routines, my evening rituals. I, I want to be a, per, a healthy CEO dad. So I'm a person who reads. What does a person who reads do? He surrounds himself with a lot of books. So I have a lot of books and I have them in my bathrooms. I have them in my next to every remote control in my in my house. I have them in the kitchen and I, I'm, I have them in my backpack. Why? Because I'm a person who reads uh, and becoming a person who reads. So this this ide ideology <laughs> of the planning is is very specific based upon, though, the actions, which is based upon the identity, which is based upon the purpose, which is based upon the clarity. So it's clarity, purpose, identity, actions, planning. And of course that all leads to execution. And the execution is the tiny actions daily that I, I consistently do. And the hashtag Tad, and one of those activities are every day, I'll write my journal entry, which is what are my, all my goals? Every day, I'll write something I'm gratitude, grateful for or look at my uh, affirmations and my vision and my goals. And every day, I meal track. So I'm 190 days in a row uh, meal tracking since I set these intentions and set these priorities. Why? Because I'm a healthy CEO dad. And that's what healthy CEO dads do. And they track their macros. So that's a very <laughs> long way to respond. Hopefully, I answer the question. Though. Well, yeah, it's great. I mean, every, what I'm, uh, again, if you if you're, want to distill that down for some really key takeaways from my vantage point, it's get clarity and keep these things top of mind. I love the identity-based habits as well, though. It's like the identity-based habits is really what it's about because we're, what we're doing is we're deciding what we want and then we're keeping it top of mind and then we're conditioning it, right? And it's like all we're most of what our <laughs> how we act on a daily basis is just our conditioning, right? Most of us are, you know, just conditioned to act in a certain way, whether that's positive or negative or or in fear or bold or whatever. All of that has come from what's our, you know, our past experiences. And so, you know, if we want to rewire that, we have to be willing to re go out the process of reconditioning it. If you weren't somebody who reads before, 
then you have to start actually practicing these things, even if it's 10 pages a day. And then guess what happens? You know, you start to recondition it. You've surrounded your environment. I was at your house, you know, a, a week or two ago. And we, you know, I just, you know, there's books everywhere. And like, there was books, you know, when I sat down on the couch, there was books when I sat down at the kitchen table, there was books in the office, books in the bathroom, uh, all sorts of things. It's like, there's, you know, of course, this, you're surrounding so the yourself in an environment. The temptation yeah. to read is all around me. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that, it, it, I love, you said, you said, it's really cool. You don't have a TV down here. And it's like, yeah. that's very intentional because if we did, I would probably watch a lot more TV. The temptation to watch TV would be hot, stronger than the temptation to read. To read, correct. Yeah. And and what's interesting, I just had this conversation with a client yesterday and he's like, ah, I usually listen to audiobooks. I don't know, I don't really read. I said, when's the last time you picked up a book? He said, probably two years ago. I said, so here's your assignment. I want you to grab six books, put two in the bathroom, two in your backpack, and mm. then put two next to the remote control. So that way you have, mm. anytime you're tempted to pull out your cell phone when you're taking a dump, this is what I said to him. So being, you know, completely true. So better than Rich Show, what she sees, what she yeah. get. This is real, this is authentic. <laughs> so, so, so if you're tempted to pull out your phone, that at least you also could be tempted to open up a book. Mm -hmm. And if you're tempted to pick up the remote, you can also potentially be tempted to pick up a book. And when you pull out your laptop, you also could potentially be tempted to pull out a book and at least you're in position, in position to read. And I also give you permission to read one or two pages at a time. I said, if mm -hmm. you take a dump two times a day, and hypothetically, you can knock out two to five pages per dump, that's four to 10 pages a day. Four to 10 pages a day times seven days, that's that's between 30 and 70 pages a week, man. I said that that you, you, you I can think, become a person who reads. I think we need to create like an infographic, right? Of like pages, you know, like graphs and pages per dump. And yeah, that's a yeah, that'll be great. We'll create one and we'll put that in the blog posts so that people can there find you it. Go. Um, so idea yeah. of what you're saying is is, is identity based habits. Becoming a person who goes to the gym, a person who gives gratitude. How do you how do you position yourself to be a person who gives gratitude? How do you become a person who? loves the life they have while creating the life that they desire. Mm. How do you, you know, what, what are these identity-based habits that can align with the identity? Mm, absolutely. Um, and so it, if you're listening to this, again, practical, six books, how much six books cost? 60 to 100 bucks, right? You know, you probably are going to spend that this week eating out or doing something stupid or, you know, going out. So like just spend it on books instead. Go to Amazon, pick up six books. If you want to know I just which got six this book from a thrift shop, a dollar fifty. The there you go. We're working with a dollar fifty at a thrift store. <laughs> there you go. So you could you could get it for ten bucks, right? Uh, you know. So understand if you spend ten bucks at the thrift shop or whatever, if you you know, so you can have these books and have them all around you and and start doing that. And then next thing you know, um, you're going to start reading uh, because you, you've actually taken an action step towards that. Um, and so if you want to know which six books you want to get started with, you know, send us uh, a DM on Facebook or, or Instagram and we'll give you six books to, to check out. Um, and under that umbrella, reading is one, but you also might think, what are the other habits that align? Like drinking correct. water is like one correct. of those habits. Meditation might be one of those habits. Um, tracking your nutrition might be one of those habits. Sleep habits, right? So you mm -hmm. have an idea of what do you deem like growth oriented habits. So maybe if you want to speak to mm -hmm. that, like what are these growth oriented habits that might align with any identity that is manifesting a positive outcome in life? It's probably underneath one of these umbrellas of 
you know, morning rituals and stuff like that, that people are already doing, they know what to do, but it's like, are they doing them? Right. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm like super fired up today because it's, it's just a great, this is kind of a foundational lesson that I, I remember learning, you know, gosh, I mean, probably 15 years ago. Right. And, and so it's like 15 years ago, you learned this lesson, but it's, if you don't keep it top of mind, then it, it can kind of grow stale or you're like, oh, I already know that. Or I've done, you know, I've done that in the past and, you know, work sometimes, but not, you know, not other times or whatever. But if you actually follow it, right, if you actually take the time to read the book, to learn, to, to actually implement how to manifest something, really it's, it's a, it's a gateway to get whatever you want in life, right? Whether it's that perfect partner that you want, whether it's, you know, a material item that you want, whether it's making a certain level of impact or it's uh, a certain making a certain amount of money. And so that's really what this is, you know, got me fired up about it. And I was thinking about like, what's the gateway drug, you know, into manifestation. And it really is about changing your emotional state, right? Um, most of us are trying to create, most of the world is trying to create from these lower tier emotions. Like, let's see if we can list them out. It's like, okay, maybe shame, maybe guilt, maybe anger, maybe fear, maybe apathy, right? Um, so like rage, uh, resistance at the very least. So there's these very low tier emotions, right? That they're trying to create from, and they're wondering why they aren't getting out of the cycle. Well, what we want to do is we want to actually change that from this like frustration and this anger and this fear that we're going from and just start practicing gratitude now. Like right here, right now, as you're listening, what's one thing you can be grateful for? Like really feel grateful for that. Like I'm grateful for the laptop that I'm looking at right now. I'm grateful for this mic. I'm grateful for my co-host, Micah Bromitz. I'm grateful for, you know, the home that I'm sitting in right now. I'm grateful for my piano. What are you grateful for? And if you can think about what are you grateful for as you're driving in your car, as you're on the treadmill at the gym right now, as you're lifting weights, as you're you know sitting down at your desk, taking notes, whatever it is that you're doing right now, what can you be grateful for? And how can you just be in a continuous state of gratitude? That's the gateway drug into the, you know, the clarity that you desire. Because as you start to feel grateful, you're going to think, okay, well, I feel awesome. Now, if I could have anything I want... I can see that now as a possibility. What would I want? And gain that clarity and that can lead you down the steps, right? Towards taking action and then conditioning those habits. So uh, one of the things that I recently started doing is every morning, like literally within five minutes, I'm reading, you know, I am statements. I'm looking at um, my, what I have, you know, quote unquote, like there are things that I'm going to manifest in the future, but I, I'm saying I have this, I have that. Um, and so those things are, I'm, I'm feeling the emotions as if I already have them. Uh, and so what that's doing is it's, it's conditioning again, I'm, I'm coming from the place of the emotional resonance that's going to actually bring it about. And then I'm talking about what I'm willing to give in exchange for these things and, you know, reviewing the plan of how to do it. And so that habit in the morning uh, and then at the in the evening before you go to bed as well, just to prime your your mind before you go into the uh, the deep sleep. This is like such an important thing in terms of the habit. Uh, but ultimately, you have to feel the gratitude. You have to gain the clarity before you can actually do it. Um, otherwise, you're 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 trying to think about what you want from a really low energetic place, and you can't even get high quality answers. You can't even get high quality questions when you're in that low quality state. So uh, that low energetic state. What's coming up for you, Mike? 
Well, I want to say to you, the listener, you might hear everything Andrew's saying and say, yeah, but you don't understand my circumstances right now. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with a lot of stuff right now and I'm, I'm just in a tough spot and you don't understand where I'm at. And my, my thought to you is I get it because you know, when, when I was in the hospital with James for eight, for eight and a half months, 254 days, it's like, you feel like the winter's never going to end. It's, it's really a, a quite, it's a quite uh, traumatic and painful experience. And what, one of the things I'll share two things, two best practices, uh, they're called MVPs, minimum viable products. What are the minimum viable products of gratitude when you don't feel grateful, right? Um, the first thing I did a lot of is I did walking. So I got a Fitbit. I actually borrowed Lindsay's, my wife's Fitbit, and she let me use it. So I still wear it every day. And this was a habit that I started in 2021 last year when we were in the hospital and I just would count my steps. So uh, my minimum viable product is can I position myself to get to 60,000 steps because motion creates emotion. And if I'm going to be walking and doing my steps, then Ideally, I'll, I'll do it outside so I can get uh, connected to, to some sort of nature or my creator, whatever it might be. That's number one. So movement. The second one is I was, um, how can I say this? I'll say this in the most condensed way possible. When when James is in an incubator and you there's no touch and you can't, you know, can he hear me? Can he not? Like, there's just mm. so much, and there's so much uncertainty. And it's like, he was born at one pound, four ounces. If you don't know the story, I mean, it's, it was like, there's so much uncertainty every day was ups, downs, ups, downs. So what did I do is I created a list to what Andrew's to your point, which is all the, all the dad activities that I I'm looking forward to doing with the James and all these lists, there's like 50 or 60 or 70 items on this list of like playing basketball or um, playing tennis and golf and uh, going to arcade basketball, mm. going to the Miami Dolphins game, going on a Harley, walking across fire to Tony Robbins event, doing a PB&J feeding frenzy, like all of these things that I have on this list. And every day, that's what I read. I would, I would, I would see my son who's one pound, two pounds. And I would look at this list to just remind myself and manifest, okay, like this is this is what I'm looking forward to. This is what I want to attract into my life. This is what it's going to be like and, and positioning myself to feel the feelings of what it's going to be like when we're playing catch in the yard while he's in an incubator. And that is hard to do. Uh, I'm not saying that was easy, but it was intelligent. And that's what it comes back to. It's not just about being positive. It's asking myself, what is the most intelligent thing I could do right now as a minimum viable product? It is direct my focus to the wants and motion creates emotion. If I understand these principles to be the truth, which I do, then that's the most intelligent thing for me to do right now in this crazy tough winter season of life that I'm in. And those are really great practices that I, I invite if you, the listener, are in one of those seasons right now. Mm. That's great advice. And I think uh, just how you navigated that was so beautiful. I remember jumping on a group call with you and, and Brian Lum was there. And, and I remember him saying, you got this. And he's like, there's no doubt in my mind. And I don't know if that did anything for you, but I just remember feeling like so blessed to, to have that sort of message spoken to you at that point in time of that uncertainty. And, um, and, you know, again, just to watch you navigate this, you know, n not entirely, you know, obviously easily, but like as gracefully as possible. Right. Uh, and I think that's because of the intelligence of understanding how the, the world works and then, you know, putting some of these principles into place. 
So um, this has been a lot of fun for me. I mean, I think that in some ways um, there's, there's, I'm just fired up right today and just talking about it and just, uh, I, I think maybe we'll have to do a part two when we can kind of give you guys more frameworks and thought processes and, and uh, you know, bring, bring in some guests to talk more about this. But it's like at the end of the day, in terms of action steps from this, what I would want to encourage every single one of you to do is to recognize that what is going on inside your head is what's creating your reality. And as you start to change your mind, you will change how you are viewing the world and you will start to change the actual circumstances of your life. So that's my biggest message. If you take that and then you just start applying gratitude to every single situation, you start interpreting things with a, with a positive outlook and you get clear on what you want to put the habits in place, take those actions every single day, you're going to create what you want, especially if you do the very last thing, which is at the end of the day, surrender and let go and don't force and don't try and trust that God, the universe, whatever that is, they got your back. So Mike, what are your closing thoughts uh, before we let everyone go for the day? I would say manifesting what you want starts with getting clarity of what you want. Mm -hmm. So take some time, sit down, get clear of the things that you want uh, and reflect on the past of your not once and turn them into the once and look in the future and say, this is what I believe a beautiful future looks like and um, start there. You got to get clear without clarity. It's going to be it's going to be impossible for you to chase down something that uh, doesn't exist in your mind first. So get clear of what you want. And then future episodes will obviously be able to give you even more practicality on how to chase down those those wants. Fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm grateful for you. Uh, and again, leave today better than you found it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at better than underscore rich and join our Facebook group at the better than rich show. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, leave today better than you found it.